to the Angry Dad Gamer podcast, Both Sides of the Table, featuring players and makers of tabletop games. Here's your host, Victor Agreta. Uh, I'm here with Stephen Bailey of Game Yay Fun. Hi. And uh, first of all, uh, you know, I know, of course, I'm familiar with uh, some of the work that you do, but tell us, first of all, some of the games that you guys produce. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, kind of a one-man show, although recently I've started to do uh, some collaborative stuff. But the first game I put out was uh, an adult party game called Billionaire Banshee. And uh, since then, I've uh, just recently put out um, uh, for all ages sort of game that's called uh, Re-Extinction. Uh, and then uh, in between that, I put out a... Uh, a toy line called Pixel uh, Party. Yeah, Pixel Party's neat. I mean, all of these have that sort of retro, pixelated, I guess, eight or sixteen-bit kind of feel, right? Is and that's that's a reflection of sort of your background, right? Yeah, yeah. I worked in. Uh, well, I'm obsessed with video games, and then I worked in uh, video games for uh, seven and a half years. Um, although. <laughs> I'm putting out an NES version of uh, Billionaire Banshee, so I guess I still kind of do <laughs> whenever <laughs> I get the chance make video games. Which I think is really awesome. I mean, uh, is is that common? I mean, I, I don't, I can't recall a whole lot of NES games coming out in the past couple of years. There's a there's a scene that's always making games for any uh, old system, um, but it's like a hardcore niche. Like, there's not a ton of people that, that buy this. But I would imagine that the people who do buy them, they're super into it. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a cool thing. And, you know, my company logo is a anthropomorphic uh, Nintendo cart. So to now actually have a physical uh, anthropomorphic looking cart <laughs> that has my game on it is pretty cool. That That is really awesome. Um, so how did you transition from making video games into making these like physical tabletop games? Uh, yeah, so I worked at uh, Harmonix uh, for seven and a half years. I worked at one other uh, video game company that was owned by THQ in between that. So kind of got to see how the licensed games are made <laughs> as well. Um, but then, you know, they'd had a, you know, I'd probably missed what I would say several uh, bullets in terms of... Uh, <laughs> layoff bullets and uh, eventually one hit me <laughs> that far in and it was you know it was a few days before christmas as is tradition in the, in the video game industry Oof. and it actually uh, happened uh, right after i'd just gotten into a car accident with my then uh, pregnant wife and uh, i just was at the hospital and had found out that um, our unborn son was fine and then I got a phone call that I lost my job, and I honestly couldn't have cared less at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's perspective, right? Right, exactly. Well, and that spurred you, of course, to create Billionaire Banshee and Game Yay Funds. Um, and you said it, it's kind of a one-man operation, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm curious. Uh, you know, how, how did you did you have background in creating physical games, or is this something that you did no. like kind of on the side? No, most of the things I do, I have no background or reason that I should be doing them. <laughs> um, so I'd, I'd, you know, I'd never made a board game before, uh, not even, you know, in practice or in hobby. Um, 
And uh, I had already been working on that because I wanted to get into design and it was just obvious that that wasn't going to happen um, at the company I was at. So um, I was, and I can't code. <laughs> so I started making, um, you know, a tabletop game in my free time. And then when I lost my job, it was like, okay, this I'm going to do full time. And uh, someone had to care for my kid anyway. And so, you know, kind of going indie and doing the stay-at-home dad thing while I designed games kind of made sense. Well, I can attest to that. I worked at home for nine years, and it was awesome, mm-hmm. uh, especially when the kids are growing up. It's just it's great Absolutely. to be there. Yeah. Um, so let's get nostalgic here. What was the first board or card game that you remember wanting to play a lot? I was like, you know, I was always a sucker for like the, the high gimmick games. <laughs> That half the time weren't that much fun to play after the first time and took forever to set up. <laughs> you know, like Forbidden Bridge. Uh, oh, that one is, is pretty fun. Um, Mousetrap, which is not very fun. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember having a lot of, you know, one game that I probably got the most use out of was probably Guess Who back in the day, which is, you know, still going <laughs> to this day. They always change up what the people look like. I feel like is the only iteration of <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting, too, because there's definitely, I mean, everyone that I've spoken to, and, and of course, I mean, all you have to do is look around and see that there is a resurgence in board games. And I'm curious, mm. you know, what do you think is bringing back this, like, I mean, you know, vinyl's back, cassettes are back, zines right. are back. I mean, what what is it that's driving this, this sort of uh, physical form versus digital form? I think it's a, a degradation of... Um, of experience with with a lot of things going digital so you know the experience of maybe buying uh, music not being as good um the experience of hey we're going to put something on not being as um as as much of a, a ceremony <laughs> as when you have vinyl and then when it comes to games you've got you know a lot of video games that are kind of trying to rip open your wallet and, and kind of take as much money as they can or have you know all these blockers like you need to update and you need to to wait like 45 minutes before you can even start playing the game you want or 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 all these different things and i think there's a lot of people who just you know they want a easy thing to get into with their friends that they can sit down to you know with and um the experience they get is consistent well that is something that i think that uh I know that in looking at Billionaire Banshee, it's it it's not one of those games where you have to spend like two or three hours setting it up. Mm. You can pretty much just open it up, you know, read the instructions and get going immediately, right? Yeah, I try to have for all of the games that I make, um, it's something that you could explain to someone new that just sat down at the table like within a minute or two. And now a message from our sponsor. Do you think kittens are cute? Do you have too much to do in a day? Well, you can look at kittens doing things that will motivate you to do things and keep yourself honest with Kitten Stuff Done. Just go to kittenstuffdone.com. That's kittenstuffdone.com. Awesome. Well, what advice would you give to anyone out there who has an idea for a board or a card game? Uh, there's a bunch of different avenues that you can go down. Um, obviously, um, you can have your game uh, made physical on uh, Kickstarter. Uh, there's um, on-demand uh, companies that will 
uh, print you know your games as they're made. Uh, so you'd have to worry about inventory and things like that if, if that's a concern of yours or you just don't have the money or don't think you could get Kickstarter backing. Um, and, you know, before even that, you can just make your own games using index cards and whatever, you know, pieces of paper and cardboard that you have around and then, you know, play those with your friends. And then if it gets traction there, you can always bring them to, um, you know, board game cafes or you know, local uh, shops and you know, get some strangers to play it and see what they think. Yeah, that was one thing that, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I did an interview just a little while ago with a guy who was setting up a sort of a pop-up board game cafe, which I think is really cool. Mm. And I think that if people looked on Facebook, uh, which is probably the best avenue, honestly, because, you know, there's no yellow pages or <laughs> town square or whatever. <laughs> but if you look yeah. on there, people, I think, would be surprised to find how many board game meetups there are now. Yeah, there's all kinds of I, I feel like there's just a, a, a real great diversity in terms of things to do with your your free time uh, now that there's kind of never been. And, and also that there's establishments that are catering towards that. So not every place has to be. Um, you know, a stuffy, uh, you know, coffee uh, cafe. Not every place has to be a uh, loud and obnoxious um, sports bar. There's places that are trying to cater to the people that have always wanted to go out and do something, but just don't feel like there's something that really matches them. And now they're starting to they're they're starting to be that. So, other than uh, your own games, of course, is there anything that you find yourself playing? time and time again especially with like recent um type board games anything that's sort of newish i should say Mm -hmm. um there's there's a you know either i'm gonna give an answer where it's something that is really obvious or it's something that's too obscure (laughs) for the obvious one that you know anyone can just get their hands on i it's you know not a new game by any means but i always have fun with it and um, that's zombies. I don't know if you ever played that game, but um, it's kind of you versus uh, the game sort of thing. You're trying to survive, and uh, you're versing the other player, but you're not directly fighting them. You're just trying to get to the helicopter pad and fly away while there's all these little zombie figures on the board moving towards you, trying to kill you. Um, so that game's fun. That's an easy one to get kind of anywhere. And then one that I got that's just to show the breadth of the kinds of games that can get made. Um, I got this, you know, um, import uh, Japanese uh, game where it's about cats playing volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's it's pretty simple, but it's a lot of fun. That is amazing. Yeah, it's that, that what is what kind of blows my mind is just the diversity of games right now, to, considering mm-hmm. the fact that, as you know, it's it's a whole process of getting a physical game made, and uh, I saw one um, that was a game about arranged marriages, for instance. <laughs> yeah, you know, and yeah. and it was very respectful. It wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't. It was actually written by people whose culture they have arranged marriages. This is typical, and so it's it's a really fun, <laughs> but it's like mystery date, but for arranged marriages, and and that's just one of hundreds of examples of these sort of. Uh, Weird things. I saw one the other day that was uh, about growing trees. And you think, oh, well, that sounds yeah. like the most boring thing ever. But it is one of the few five-star ratings on Amazon for right. board games. Um, so it's, it's yeah, just I feel incredible. Like the, 
that's one thing on board games that I have to give a lot of credit to. It's like, I feel like there's a bigger diversity in terms of, you know, what themes are at play and, and, and what the general concept is behind, you know, what you're doing when you're playing the game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, cool. Uh, Steven, I appreciate your time, man. And I want to encourage our listeners to go check out game. Yay fun and all the stuff you guys make billionaire banshee, uh, and of course the toys, I think the, the toys yep. are really awesome. I'm a super, and the, yeah, the new one that just came out that's on breakinggames.com is re-extinction and it's a dinosaur dress up card combat game. So check which, that out, which I mean, how can you go wrong with that? <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time. Thank you. Hey, I want to thank Stephen Bailey for being on the show this time. Uh, check him out, Game Yay Fun. He makes some really, really cool stuff. All of the fun toys. Uh, he has the most fun job in the world, I think. Also, stay-at-home dad, which is cool. I did that, too, for a little while. Um, and I also want to thank Caitlin Corbett for doing our intro. I want to thank Drew Takuda for doing the music for the show. You can find him at digitaldrew.com. That's D-R-O-O. Com. And of course, this show was brought to you by Kitten Stuff Done. Now on Kickstarter, you can go to kittenstuffdone.com, that's K-I-T-T-E-N stuff.com to check it out. Or you can go to our Kickstarter at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash kitten cards. Thanks for listening. See you next time.